0: Welcome to Kindled Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Williams, and this is the show where we talk about work, motherhood, and the grace we need for both. We are making and being made. Come join us. Hello and welcome to Kindled. It is me, your host, Haley Williams. We are back this week with another episode and another amazing story from a mom just like you. But before I get into that, uh, I just want to make note of where we are in the summer It's the middle of June, and some of us are starting to lose that initial steam or uh, motivation that we maybe had a few weeks ago to be the most awesome summer mom there is. And, uh, you know, I know summer looks different for everyone, but for me and for a lot of you, I know you are home with kids. And so I guess I just wanted to kind of offer a word of, uh, you know, saying you're not alone you are not the only mom who's feeling that way. Many of us are, you know, looking at Monday with a little bit of a heavy heart and mind and that, uh, how, what am I going to do to like get through this week? Or how is my childcare going to shake out? Am I going to get anything done? For a lot of us, the answer is maybe not, maybe not as much as we thought. And maybe we are going to mess up and yell at our kids again like we did last week. And, you know, there's just frustrations that aren't always normally there in the school year. Even for those of us with kids that are not in school because, you know, we lose some of the structure with if we had preschool or something else going on. So I just want to encourage you and myself to you know maybe you're listening to this episode as you've just got your kids down for a nap and you're doing dishes and tidying up from the morning and you're just feeling like okay here I am again every every day kind of in that same spot just want to encourage both of us to go back to the source of peace the source of hope that tells us that no matter what our circumstances are no matter how much or how little we got done that we can have peace with God, because of what He has done for us through His Son, and that may feel like you know going to such a deep level when really what's frustrating you are these just simple things, or just the fact that you have to ask your kids 15 times to do a simple task, but there really is no other source of hope and peace in lasting happiness and joy, and so even in the small frustrations, the little irritations that just compound on each other until by 4 or 5 PM, you're like, I can't do another minute of this. Even in that, in that circumstance, if not especially in that circumstance, the same peace is available to us. The same truth that our hearts need to be built and secured on a solid foundation. And it doesn't look like our kids obeying perfectly. It doesn't look like them cleaning up their messes or putting their shoes away where they go, it looks like being rooted in the truth and being rooted in the knowledge that we are His and that He is with us and that He has not left us to ourselves. And that even in that circumstance, He is a He is with us and available to help us through His Spirit if you are a Christian. And I mean... I really know of no better way to encourage you than just to point you back to that truth and preaching that truth to you as well as to myself of when I want to give in or when I want to be done or, you know, hide in the bathroom that the same peace is available to me in that circumstance as in the circumstance when I am getting a massage or (laughs) getting my nails done or, you know, letting someone else deal with all of the problems. There is really no greater peace. There is no greater hope or joy available to us than the same one that is available in all of those circumstances. So, I guess I wanted to say that because I need to be reminded of that. And I'm sure a lot of you are in the same boat. I know I'm not the only mom who gets tired of parenting and just sometimes feels like I just want the structure back. And we are literally only a few weeks into summer. So this is more of just a a call back to like, remember the truth, remember what what you know to be true, remind yourself of that. Preach that to yourself. Get in the Word. If you Five minutes, if you can read your Bible, recenter your heart, pray, ask God for help, and go back in to battle with a renewed perspective and a refreshed heart and mind. I will be asking God for help to do the same thing all week. I know I don't always start off episodes this way, but I just kind of felt like I needed this and maybe other people do too. So I will be praying for you guys, the listeners. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope you will pray for me too, if you think of it. And we can just lift each other up and encourage one another um, and also just bring our troubles directly to the only one who can truly help us. Okay, Uh, today I'm going to be chatting with Stephanie Gass. Now, Stephanie is going to share her story of how she became a top 1% network marketer and had really achieved everything that many of us probably have dreamed of all of the income $17,000 months trips recognition but was still missing something. So for any of you that have, you know, kind of an entrepreneurial bent or are business minded and are Looking for some inspiration to get started or continue on in the pursuit that you are already on the road to. This conversation is going to be gold to you because there's a lot of wisdom in here from Stephanie and my own experiences as far as discovering what we were good at, discovering what we aren't good at, and not trying to major on our minors, as well as, um, you know, practical stuff like launching courses and what type of course format works best for us and, you know, our personality. So a lot of good stuff in here. I am going to stop talking and let Stephanie introduce herself to you. All right, here's my conversation with Stephanie Gass. Hello, Stephanie. Thanks for being with us today on Kindled. Hi, Haley. I'm so happy to be here with
1: you. It's exciting.
0: Yeah. I'm really excited to hear about your story because I know a little bit, but not the whole thing. I would love for you to introduce yourself first to the guests and tell us who you are and what you do.
1: Sure. So, you know, like Haley mentioned, I'm Stephanie Gass. I am a entrepreneur through and through. We were just talking about the Enneagram. So I'm a three, which means an achiever. So I think that will help you guys kind of understand what drives me. But most importantly, I'm a mama. I've got two little boys under five and a half. So pray mm. for me on that. <laughs> it's crazy. Mm. I drink way too much coffee and I love to live my life in oversized PJs mm. with messy hair. And I'm just all about like truly the automation and passive income side of life, and then finding balance mm-hmm. as much as possible. So that's really me in a nutshell. <laughs> okay. Where do you live? I live outside of Albuquerque in the mountain range there, Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's called Tejares. So okay. cool. Yeah.
0: So tell us. So your motherhood looks like you have the two boys under five and a half, which I I can relate. I have two girls under five. And I mean, I'm not saying that boys and girls are the same, but you know, we, we both got some toddlers in there, right? So yeah. <laughs> we're both dealing with the, uh, the tantrums and all of that. So what does your motherhood look like on a day-to-day basis? And that'll kind of integrate with the next question, which is what does your work look like? Sure.
1: So, um, my motherhood, my, my five and a half year olds in school full time, mm-hmm. and that has been really Amazing, truly, because it's kind of opened up some space for me to focus on my business. And, you know, I'm an educator for women, which we'll go into soon, but finding more, more time and space for that. And my little one is home with me full time. And so what's cool about that, though, is I am a huge advocate for time blocking and just really being efficient with those windows of time that you have. So with him, you know, I focus on intentionality with him in the morning and we do breakfast and all the fun stuff. And then I try to have Landon and Mama work time. And so I bring, I try to bring my kids as much as I can into entrepreneurship. I don't want to push them away from that and say, this is a separation. Mama's working by or you do this. So instead I get him set up with the art, the artwork or the Play-Doh or whatever it is. And, and, you know, we work together, we go sit outside on the patio and I might do Even if I'm on a sales call or something, I can still play in the sandbox or push them on the swing. Right. So yeah. it's integrating my mama life with them, teaching them that, you know, mama can be a successful entrepreneur and a good present mama
0: mm-hmm.
1: and just finding the, the blessing and the balance through all of those things and being present with them in the hours that I schedule for my kids. I actually schedule time at nights. Mm-hmm. Phone is in the bedroom, hidden away, right? And on the weekends, I delete the social media apps completely so that I can mm-hmm. be present with my kids and and really dig in with them. That's
0: great. Yeah, that's that is hard. It is hard. I mean, the the balance, I think, is such a misleading word because it's like it's supposed to look you know, it it gives us this idea that, yeah, it's supposed to look even and equal all the time, but it doesn't. And especially when you're an entrepreneur, you know, it's not really like you're working an eight to five day. You're just working, like you said, in the blocks when you can, when you can squeeze it in, when your kids are napping or whatever. But I do love, the key is wherever you are being intentional, being there, you know? And so when you are with your kids, not being like, I wish I was working or when you're working, oh, I should be with my kids. Like that's the struggle, you know, mom guilt and all of that. And, and it's just such a waste of energy we don't see yes. do that, yeah, it's finding the blend. Like it doesn't
1: have to be equal, equal, equal because that is unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but it's finding that blend that fuels you and that eliminates that, oh, I feel bad and all of these things. So it's that blend, but then sticking to that mm-hmm. yeah. blend and planning it out and dedicating yourself to that, the non-negotiables, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. So then what does your work look like? What are you actually yeah. doing? Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. So let me rewind back a little so you guys can hear. The backstory: I was a network marketer. That was kind of my first taste of entrepreneurship. And I did that for four years. I wanted to find a way to work from home with my kiddos. Mm -hmm. I heard all the success stories. You know, you watch like the promo video and there's this girl on her flamingo in the pool and like her kids are happily (laughs) slashing in the corner. And I'm like, that looks great. Like I'm going to do that. And so got into network marketing and that was my first taste. And I'm a, you know, cheaper, a go-getter. So when I decided on that, there was just nothing that was going to get in my way. Yeah. And I had actually just been laid off from my corporate job, which was a six-figure job. Mm-hmm. And my husband's like, okay, like you can have one year, but like go. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I went full in within two years. I hit the top 1% of the company just from straight hustling grind. Like I was working as much as I was in corporate truly Mm -hmm. and, you know, networking and just all the sales and all the things. And it was fine for a little bit because I think as a, if you guys don't know what the Enneagram is, go do that. So then you'll understand this episode, but being a three, a lot of my worth was tied up in how successful am I? you know, what's that dollar amount on the paycheck. And that's how I create worth is achievement.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's what I
1: thought for all of those years in network marketing. And so, you know, I made it, I had this big $17,000 month. That was my biggest month. Wow. Walking the stage with the $50,000 check in front of Mm -hmm. 20,000 people. And I'm like, this is worth right. Mm -hmm. But then what happens? Success is of course not tied in, in money. And so I think that God had kind of stepped in for me and said, okay, I'm going to realign Stephanie because that wasn't the calling, but it was meant to show me certain strengths that I had Mm -hmm. so that I could uncover. And I had really let my ego become this forefront and I had fallen away from my spirituality in a big way. And so within the next two years, things started to crumble and I came to this really hard crossroads. I had just had my two kids, my second child. I had gained sixty pounds because all I did was work. That's all I was focused on, and I kind of literally had a come to Jesus moment because while we had risen, our lifestyle kept you know growing, mm-hmm. the cash flow started to decrease, and I, I was like, am I going to rebuild this? Am I going to stay in this industry that now I'm questioning? I'm not sure if this is the right industry for me. I know it's not the right industry for everyone, but I'm forcing people, I felt like. Mm. And so I really had to let go. And for the first time ever, I relinquished control.
0: Mm.
1: And that's when I was like, you know, God, show me what is next? And I just let go. And so I got back into the gym. I started refocusing on my kids. I didn't know where the money was coming from. We actually had to borrow $2,000 from my son's savings account to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. That was the moment that I was like, I got to get some clarity and I'm, I'm letting God lead me to the right people, the right mentors, the right friendships. Mm-hmm. And so he literally within that week led me to the right human. I took the last $200 that were in my PayPal account that the husband didn't know about, y'all know, and hired someone for 45 minutes. And the most simple conversation, it was like, well, Steph, what do you love about network marketing? And I'm like, the female empowerment. Like, I love public speaking and encouraging and showing these women that they can do something they didn't believe they could and helping them uncover the pieces of this business that they're great at. And they're like, why don't you just do coaching? I'm like, oh, and I didn't know what coaching meant at the time. Mm -hmm but it made sense. So I started out coaching network marketers because that's what I knew. And within six months or so, it had just evolved into, okay, it's actually online marketing because I love the online side. And then, oh my gosh, it's helping them figure out their zones of genius. And within two years now, where I am today is a faith, based business and balance mentor for mompreneurs podcast. I have online courses. I work with some people privately still, but it's fewer. And now I'm this educator helping women kind of step into their potential and monetize God's call in their heart. And so what a transition, but for I feel so fulfilled because I know that I'm really working, you know, with God's call now instead of my call, right? Like what Mm -hmm. I thought I should be doing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And would you say, like, for the women listening who are in network marketing, like, would you say it just wasn't right for you? Or, I mean, I don't hear you saying like it's wrong for everybody. It, you just yeah. found that you were in a place that you were p- placing your worth in that paycheck. And maybe it was more of a, a state of your heart spiritually than necessarily what you were doing at the time. I don't know. How would you talk about that?
1: So, network marketing, here's the thing people will push it on you like it's overnight success. That's how they market it. People are always going to talk about the financial benefits of being in that business. Here's the truth. I don't care what company you're with. I don't care how amazing their comp plan is. It is going to be a full-time commitment if you want it to become a six-figure business. Okay. And it is not passive period. Network marketing is all about you're you are an affiliate for this company, right? So you're going to make between 15 30% max truly on these products. And then you're going to make commissions on a team. Okay. The way that you build is you're, you're selling and you're marketing. So only what 2% of the population loves sales. Okay. So those people are potentially going to excel, but, but they have to understand it's an affiliate. So if you're marketing for someone else, you're making a small commission. If you want to go six figures, how many bottles of blank shakes are you marketing And then people realize I'm going to sign up. Oh, I can't sell. Now I'm quitting. You're going to constantly be recruiting new distributors until you find salespeople. That's it. There's no secret there. And when you find great salespeople, sure, you can build a massive organization. I still get residuals from my company and that's great because I built it. But the thing is, you're going to always work hard to keep the sustainability there, right? Mm-hmm. So here's what I'm telling. I'm not saying quit your network marketing and cried your upline. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Look at it as an affiliate initially, right? Make a small goal because I think a lot of people can have a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You're looking at it as an affiliate, but if you're going to go six figures in network marketing, if there's a less than a 0.1% success rate to do that, period. Mm-hmm. It's industry stats, okay? Just be realistic and think about, great, I'm going to do that. But in the meantime, how can I brand myself?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How can I create maybe some passive income products that align with my brand and don't have all your eggs in that one basket? And that's with anything you do. But really, right. it's important for you to brand you and not your company.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's really, really good advice because that is, I've, I, you know, so I'm in web design. I've had people come to me and ask about web design or graphic design or business cards for their business that is a distributorship for some big brand, like whether it's essential oils or makeup or shakes. And so the challenge, you know, that I always run into with them is I'm like, I honestly, don't want to waste your money because you are going to try and you're, you're wanting to build a website to differentiate yourself from everybody else. But what is it that actually differentiates you? Why is someone going to buy the same thing from you at the same price they could get it from someone else? That's a really hard sale to make. That's just, it's, it takes so much more building trust and relationship. And it's like you said, it's not impossible if you're really good at it. And if you're natural, I know people who are, Incredible at it, and like yeah. very skilled, and they're they're doing great. And it's like they really are. Th- those twenty thousand dollars months are every single month for them. And their husbands yeah. are retired. Like I know, sure. I know those people. And so I coach like, those people. you yeah. too. It's like I know those people. It's, it's awesome. But like but you they're said, working. Yeah, they are working, and they have they have worked. They have, like either if they're not working now, they have worked in the past, and they have built that up or they got in earlier, you know, everyone's telling you it's, it's not too late. You can still get in, but you know, let's be honest. Like if you got in five years ago, you're in a better spot. Exactly. And so I guess I'm just saying like, it is, that is the challenge is you've got to really, you're selling something that is much harder to differentiate why they would buy from you than someone else. Because I guess why same thing.
1: Because they trust, like, and know you. Mm -hmm. And the only way that's happening is if you have a brand outside of, hi, I sell this. Mm -hmm. You know, like you have to be relatable and personable and build the rapport and pour value. And most network marketers are not doing that. They're spamming. Mm -hmm. They're, hi, buy this. I'm like, I don't even reply to those messages. But when somebody actually takes time to cultivate something with me that maybe takes a month, Mm -hmm. I'm definitely more open to purchasing from them. And so that's where network marketers are missing. How, you know, you still are human at the other side yeah. of that computer. So stop going after the fast, the fast ranks and the fast sell. It's the long term relationship and, and relationship building that's going to get you the this, this sale ultimately.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I feel bad because, you know, I know that a lot of these women are, are just trying to make an income. So I'm not trying to dog on them or make them feel bad, oh. but. It just like the the face the messaging on Facebook, hey, can I send you a free sample or can I send you a shake or can I send you this kit or can I send you that so I don't know, I don't know the percentage, but that will so rarely lead to a sustainable, like you're saying, either client relationship <laughs> or distributor. I mean, that will so rarely. Or never. Right. And all it does is make me kind of like avoid you as a friend, because now I feel like I'm just a number. I'm just someone on your list, on your hit list. And it's like, I don't think that that's necessarily how they feel about me, but it comes off that way because you're like, Oh, I've already tried the product. It's fine. It's great. You know, but I'm I'm just not gonna buy more right now because it's $150 for one month of face wash. And I just can't do that right now. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, most people can't. Most of it. and we are wealthy compared to the majority of Americans. And I still find like I just can't spend that much money on a shake. (laughs) Like I I would love to if I could. It would, I'm sure it's great, but I just can't, you know. Yeah. And so anyway, I I think it's it's challenging because like I don't want to discourage people who are doing well and doing yeah. a good job because I think there's a way to do it well. And I have a friend, I have people on the show who have been on who, who do a really good job and they just share what they love and they exactly do their makeup in the mirror for you. And you're yeah. like, Oh my gosh, I love your eyeshadow. I want that. I want that lipstick. And yes. it's like, that's great. I mean, I've found awesome products that I love through that. And so I yeah. don't think it's impossible to do it well, but there's just very few people doing it well. And so a lot of people start off on the wrong foot. And that's called
1: attraction marketing, what you just said. Mm. They're making the shake on, on live or they are mm-hmm. doing their makeup on video. So you guys, I have an entire episode on attraction marketing. If you're a network marketer, you must implement attraction marketing and stop being salesy. Mm-hmm. Because there is a right way to do that. And it's simply being obsessed with what you're marketing, but talking about it in a way that doesn't feel like you're pushing it. Yeah. You're pulling interest in. Right.
0: right. Yeah. That's really good. Okay. So go listen to that episode. Yeah. Cause it, and it, that works for me. I love that. I actually enjoy watching the girls who are really good at their makeup and I get a new technique and then I'm like, Oh, that's well, the, what person- was that? blue pink lipstick that i've been yes. looking for. It's like that's exactly what i need. I need someone to find the product cuz i'm not like going to go out and research it and there's a million options and anyway. So yeah. Okay, that's good. I'm glad we talked about that. So, okay, we kind of even like skip past this question altogether, but how are you seeing God's grace in your life right now?
1: Oh, infinitely. Everything. Everywhere. Just from even how i feel about my present moment. Like sometimes i just sit and i I do 30 minutes of spirituality in the morning. So I wake up 30 minutes early and I read my devotional. I have my prayer time. I write in my five-year journal and I write my intention for the day. And just that practice alone, like I just sometimes feel so full of gratitude, like I could cry. And I didn't never used to feel that way. You know, it was never like, oh, I see blessings all around me. I see, you know, this beautiful sunrise and the snuggle from my kiddo. It was never that way when my own ego and my own success was the number one goal, right? So when you shift and realign, at least for me, when I get my closest, you know, the closest I can be to my creator, I literally feel that energy everywhere. And I see it in our finances. When you finally are like, all of this is coming from God, everything, Mm -hmm. every dollar, every blessing, every client that comes my way. And I continue to circle back to him and say, What do you want me to talk about on the show next? Like, this is your podcast. You told me to do this. I literally woke up one morning and I had prayed on what's next, what's next for me, for this platform. And I woke up and it had been planted in my heart. And I was like, I'm going to start a podcast. I don't know where that came from. You know, like I didn't research it. It just Mm -hmm. came. And so now I'm like, this is God's show. Like he's constantly showing me topics and things. And so I'm seeing that happen. I'm seeing the next course I created, that idea came from him, the financial provision that has just continued to grow. All of those things are because I'm in alignment with his wishes for my life. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. But at the same time, someone might be in alignment with him and not be seeing all those financial blessings. And I'm sure you would say in the past, like you've, you've been in seasons like that, right? Like where you have. Oh,
1: oh, absolutely. Like you're being, I think that that, those are the seasons where it's like, I don't know if test is the right word, but it's, are you going to trust me through this? Mm -hmm. I recently had surgery. I don't know if you saw to get my 13 year old breast implants removed. And so, yeah, like, and that was crazy. And I've been very public about it but that costs $7,500. Right. And I didn't, that wasn't sitting there. Oh, this money's unslated for anything. You know, it was a moment of like, where's that going to come from? Mm -hmm. I didn't know, but all I could do was trust. Right. Like this answer is going to come. God, you got this. I know that this is something you want me to do is to go through this surgery because it's not who I am anymore. I don't want this to be in my body anymore. And so crazy. We were, it was like two weeks until the payment. And I still was like, how am I going to, what am I going to do?
0: Yeah. And I
1: I remembered, Oh my gosh. I started this play account when I was 18 and I invested some money in, in these stocks. Right. And I forgot about that. It was separate from my 401k separate from retirement accounts. And it was just for fun. Cause I was working at an investment company at the time I log in and there was $16,000 from a $4,000 wow. investment. Wow. I'm like, Talk about trusting, because I, I could have freaked out and worried and got, got gotten, and mm-hmm. sometimes you have to do that and get a loan or whatnot. But I still, I just trusted. I'm like, this provision is here. This provision mm-hmm. is here. And so, even in your darkest moment, I had to borrow money from my son's savings account. I knew I'd be able to pay him back. Mm-hmm. God's always going to provide me the answer. But in that moment, in that dark season, you start to lose faith mm-hmm. and you start to panic, and that's the moment when you grip onto your faith and you say. Lord Jesus, you know, show me this provision. Like I need your favor now so that I can get through this next season. Yeah, And always, it always right. comes full circle. And that
0: favor doesn't always look like financial blessing. You know, a lot of right. times it looks like the grace you need for, for that season of, want and changing your lifestyle and quitting subscriptions and not going to the expensive gym and not going out to eat. I mean, you know, we've all been in seasons like that where. I had a,
1: yes. Amen. I have mm-hmm. an example of that too. Yeah. So I had the car bonus through the company, right. Through the network marketing company, mm-hmm. when all started to crumble, I, I was paying for my car and that's mm-hmm. seven, $750 a month. Wow. And not sure. God help us. Like I can't keep, couldn't get out of the lease. Cause it was like $6,000 mm-hmm. to get out of the lease. Wow. And my parents ended up getting this van, extra van. And it was just sitting there They're like, Hey, sell your car. And then you can drive the van for free for as long as you need it. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I, we drove it for a year and it was a podunk blue odyssey and it's all scratched up. And I'm like, hey, man, Jesus gave me a van. Like I'm so <laughs> grateful yeah. for that. And so, yes, and all kinds of things like that, you guys. So look for the blessing and the provision Mm -hmm. in, is there something someone's gifting you? Is there you know, I have a friend and she just had a baby and she has nothing, nothing. But people started coming up and they're like, here's all my stuff. Here's a crib. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden her Instagram blew up and she became an influencer and brands were sending her baby stuff that yeah. she needed. And so it's not financial. It's all around you. It's people that come into your life. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah okay. the, the
0: body of Christ supporting each other, which is like, that's what we should be doing. You know, yeah. that's, what, that's what we're for. I want you to go back to, for the people who have not heard the story already. Why did you have your breast implants removed? Like
1: I have a full podcast episode on that, but okay. I, so I got them when I was 20 and in your twenties, what are you doing? You know, for me, it was looking for external validation. Mm-hmm. How do I look, you know, drank too much, party too much, wore the revealing clothes. I was dating this guy that was like, you know, you'd be so much more balanced if you had bigger breasts. Wow. And I think it was a casual thing. And he was really worried about what everybody thought. And, but it like really embedded in me. And I'm like, gosh. And then all of a sudden, every time I looked in the mirror, well, if I was just more balanced, more people would love me, right? You go there. Yeah. And so went in, got this consult, ended up getting, putting down a credit card at 20, got breast implants. And then, like, and they were fine for a few years, but I grew to hate them. They were so heavy. I couldn't work out after I had children they were so heavy. Like they just started to sag and I'm like, ugh. and then, and then I was, I'm, I'm more in line with who I am as a person and loving myself, like cellulite, stretch marks, scars, like I'm going to rock yeah, it. Because right. Right. I don't care. And I think exactly. God made me this way and I am blessed to look exactly like I look. And yeah. it started to really bother me. Like I need these out. These are not part mm-hmm. of who I am. They're not natural. And so I just wanted them out and mm-hmm. booked the consult And I knew like the second I walked in that office and he was talking to me about, you know, we'll get them out. We'll do a lift at the same time. Everything will be back to when you were 20 before you got them in. And I'm like, oh, like I felt so much relief. Yeah. And then I was doing research and hearing the FDA came out with a statement that you know, certain breast implants are actually causing a type of cancer. Now the FDA has publicly said, and I'm hearing all of these people that I know that I follow influencers talk about breast implant illness.
0: Oh no. I'm wow. like,
1: this is a ticking time bomb. These are 13 years old. Like this mm-hmm. has to happen now. And I kept asking God for confirmation. I'm like, it, you know, it's now the time is now the time. Cause I, again, the money wasn't just sitting there and it's like, well, maybe I should wait till I launch my next course and I have a big inflow and I just knew, no, it's now like I got to yeah. go. And then that account showed up and I'm like, oh, God, that's wow. great. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: I've I'm actually, never, I mean, that's just, you're pretty unique. Cause I've never heard of anyone forgetting about $16,000.
1: <laughs> I'm it's pretty, I'm crazy girl. Yeah. I, mean, I knew it was before? there. Was I knew it your- was there. Like I knew I had done that account, yeah. but I just, I also know in the stock market, you set it and forget it. Like yeah. I hadn't yeah. checked my 401k in a couple of years. Cause I just put it in yeah. and we, it gets rebalanced and whatever. And I knew it was there, but I'm like, well, I put in like four grand. So maybe that'll be four grand still in there. I didn't know. I'm like, I'll just use that. Yeah. And I only ended up having to take out half, you know? And yeah. so it was, I, I didn't, I guess I didn't know was the amount that was in there. Right, right, right.
0: Yeah, but that's pretty amazing. That's pretty cool. I it would is. love to just discover $16,000 somewhere. <laughs> I don't do investing though, because I know zero about that. So maybe that could be your next course, investing for, yeah,
1: yeah. for dummies. I, my, um, my master's is in accounting and finance. It's hilarious. Oh my, wow. and my corporate job was, I was a financial controller, but it wasn't my passion no, 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 no. I know enough, you know, about it, but it just wasn't the calling,
0: I guess. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, uh, I recently discovered freedom from all of that. Cause I am now paying someone to do my bookkeeping, Yay! accounting taxes, all of it every single month. No, girl. Oh, it's the best feeling in my life. Like I did my first monthly, or it was qu- the, our quarterly review of my books and you know, everything like she's, done all the categorizations. She's telling me my net. And I'm like, ah, this is amazing. <laughs> like, cause I don't, I don't do that. I was a business minor, but I just, no, I like, I'll do that twice a year. I mean, that's how, yeah, and that's yeah. not good. Like that, then you're, you know, you're, there's going to be errors. There, oh, I don't remember what that was for. Why did I spend a thousand dollars at the Apple store? You know, I have no clue, <laughs> you know, and so Amazon, I'm always going into Amazon. Like what was this? What was so this office expenses for sure? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, so yeah, it, not, not my strength at all, but, um, but that's, a, that's really cool. So, okay. So tell me about the course, like the courses that you're doing now you're doing, you you have some courses, you have some, you know, coaching that you're, you've been doing and you've mentioned passive income a little bit. And I would love to kind of hear your perspective on that because that is, you know, I know a lot of people have talked about that for years now, you know, you got to get passive income, you got to get passive income. And of course, e-products and the digital space has made that very doable and very possible for people But I would love to kind of talk about like the side that a lot of people maybe don't understand is that passive income doesn't actually mean you're not working. Can you kind of tell us your story with that and what that's looked like for you? Absolutely. So, I've, you know,
1: like I said, I did network marketing and that was not passive, period. I will argue with anybody that tells me that's 100% passive, Mm -hmm. maybe for one out of 300,000 people. Like, I don't know. Okay. So, here's the situation with passive income number one, If you want to have an online passive income business, you must have a platform first, you know, Mm. if you Mm. don't have anybody to market your passive stuff to, you're not going to sell anything. You're going to go and door to door selling just like you were in whatever hour to hour job. Right. Right. So first and foremost, it's a platform. Now, whether you do it through video, maybe you go live and you go live once a week for a year and you grow a nice little platform. Beautiful. Whether I believe podcasting is the next wave, my latest course is a podcast course because oh my gosh, within seven months I have way more influence than I've had ever, ever. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. grown my brand crazy. I'm sure you can relate, Haley. So
0: get in there. And you well, I didn't have a go- brand. I didn't have a brand before my podcast. Yeah, I had. No, I was. Yeah. I was nobody, and that doesn't matter. But I was not. I had no um, mechanism for, you know, really grow. I mean, I had websites, but like no way to get eyeballs to those. Yeah. So, I mean, I totally agree.
1: And And the thing about the beauty of first growing the platform is you're pouring out free stuff. You're pouring out storytelling. You are becoming an expert in a certain niche. And mm-hmm. now people are trusting you. They're binge listening to your stuff or binge watching your videos. They're getting to know you, like you, trust you. They're seeing your authenticity and they're going, hmm, Maybe that human is my human and I actually want to work with them and pay them for something, right? Right. So, after you've built the platform, and that is not overnight, like you have got to pour into building your platform at least a year, okay? At least for a year. But in the meantime, while you're building a platform, you can actually create products that are almost 100% profit margin. Mm-hmm. And what I've found those to be are, I have an ebook, it's on attraction marketing. And so that book is nine bucks. And so any network marketer that finds my show, they're listening to the stuff inside the podcast. I monetize it by saying, want more attraction marketing, grab my handbook right now, nine bucks. Here's the link. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how many now pages that, is that
0: for like- It's
1: 45 pages? Okay. So that's big. But it's got pictures and it links to yeah. trainings that I did back in the day on network marketing. Okay, it took me a weekend to put it together. Like it's not yeah crazy. What is, and did you just use like Canva or something yeah. to design it? Yeah, okay. Just can't and it, they have templates. Grab a template. Yeah. Throw in some of your photos that you've done. Hopefully, you have a couple professional photos. Use those. You know, use any other links that you have. You can embed links in your book, mm-hmm. right? So, boom. And that, of course, is not a lot of money, but it's a gateway drug because people yeah. go, oh. I loved her book. What's next? So the other Not thing only
0: that, but let's mention that when they buy it, you get their email, Exactly. Right? So, so you're building your list.
1: your list and the beauty of growing your list is you can now have like a really every week when I do a podcast episode, I send a love letter to my, to my peeps, right? I'm sharing a story that resonates with the topic and letting them know what their option is to work with me. It Casually casual mention. So the other much bigger revenue stream are courses. Okay. Now this, for me, I have found works best when it is a full self-study course Mm -hmm. and you need to have options for people because what are you teaching? What are you hearing from your avatar over and over again? What do they need from you? And then you want to also think about, can I create a couple options for people based on what they can spend? So, I have some mini courses there. Maybe, maybe it's two hours or an hour and a half worth of learning. Okay. And maybe that's $67, right? Mm-hmm. All the way up to like my podcast course that has 12 modules. Each module has like five submodules. There's so much in there from idea to how to do interviews. And if you want to edit versus outsourcing and how to monetize your show, how to scale your show, marketing on Pinterest and Instagram and Instagram stories, everything. And that's five hundred dollars. Okay.
0: Oh, that's cheap. Yeah. I mean, that's still cheap for Course World. You know, I I bought a course that was two thousand dollars, and see, and so you it. But yeah, I mean, you're providing a lot of value for that. I mean, really,
1: exactly. And you got to think about. So I actually interviewed, or I polled over. There was over a hundred women that answered the poll, and I said, "What would you pay? You trust somebody, you know them, you listen to their stuff. Where's that price point? It's a hundred percent for you. You're buying it." right now. It mm-hmm. was $500 over and over. Cause my niche is the mompreneur
0: yeah. and
1: she's newer in her business. And so I knew yeah. if I can help more women at this price point, this is it for me. And it's priced so sweetly. I have a 90% purchase rate on my sales calls. 90%. Wow. It's insane. And because it's priced right, it's, it's solving a problem for her. Mm-hmm. So if I, if 15 minute sales call can return $500, Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm spending time because I'm talking to somebody. And really the question is, what should it be about? That's usually what mm-hmm. their, their question is. And that's pretty simple for me, learning what their passions are, what they do. Yeah, I'm like $500 for 15 minutes of time. Yeah. And then they go do the course, Haley, and they have a membership group. Okay. So that they can ask questions in there. Um, other students are there. They're brainstorming but it doesn't include any time, like any other additional coaching with me. So Mm -hmm. I found that these self-study courses, those are almost 100% passive income after you have a platform.
0: Yeah. And okay, so- at $500, you don't even need to do a payment plan. I mean, you could if you wanted to. I do but have one. You do have one. Okay.
1: So they can do $197 for three months. So it raises the price yeah, by $100. Right. right. But, and I've, I've actually only had, I would say 10% of people need the payment plan. Yeah. Most of my market
0: purchases right up front. Right. Because that's worth it to them to save the $100. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's smart. I mean, I think, so, you know, my audience knows, well, most of them maybe know that I launched a course last spring called launch what you love. And, and it was a passion project. It was like born out of, I think what you're talking about of like, I really discovered that I loved helping women. I loved coaching with women and sharing my story and sharing how I did this and how you can do this. And it was my first time. And so, you know, I didn't do everything perfectly. Absolutely made a lot of mistakes. I'm sure you would say. Oh, this yeah. <laughs> and, but I just found, you know, I think what's awesome about develop, like doing anything, like if you develop a product, if you make an ebook, if you start a podcast or if you uh, just start blogging, whatever it is, you discover In that process, like what you're good at and what you're not good at. And I think the key to that long-term sustained success is really kind of shifting and molding that business around your strengths and around and not around your weaknesses. So play to your strengths and don't try and build up your weaknesses as much. So like for me, you know, we talked about this a little bit. I think I discovered I was not as strong when it came to the weekly touch points the weekly coaching but i loved creating the content and i loved like providing the education and so you were just talking about self study and that i'm assuming you kind of found the same for yourself
1: yes i did and and you guys too actually this made me think of something haley when you said don't play to your weaknesses i don't think that you should do a course on everything mm-hmm. right you want first you want a signature course. So Haley would say, okay, that was her signature course, Mm -hmm. but I would say repackage that and don't launch it as a drip course. Okay. So for Haley, for example, I think you would repurpose that course that you had and not have it be drip, not have it be live. Oh, girls, every week we go live. You package that bad boy up, pop it into Teachable or Kajabi or wherever you want to do. Yeah, Perfect. I, I use Teachable too, and I love it. So you would repackage that course in there as a hundred percent self-study. Yeah. And then the, there's a, there's an option to upsell here because all the people that are taking you seriously, they're going to go through the actual course. They're going to implement, they're going to do the stuff. Yeah. They want more Haley. So at the end of the course, what I do is I say, Hey, if you purchase within 30 days, a power hour session with me and it's three fifty, so they can purchase an app, a power hour with me, they can get it at a discount. Mm-hmm. And this drives somebody and why am I doing this? It's not to make more money from them. It's because they're already excited. They're already in, but they're yeah. probably stuck and they need a little bit more. Yeah. So they grab me for an hour and I'm big picture implementing, big picture. I'm not doing what little things. I'm not, right. here's how we set up the podcast. It's here's maybe some episode creation. I'm letting my yeah. juices flow with them and we're brainstorming. Mm-hmm. And the people that actually purchase the power hour. They are the ideal client. You're not getting the people that are going to be, they're not taking your course seriously in the first place. So I'm enjoying every hour that I sell Mm -hmm. with those students. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, that's really smart. Yeah. Thanks for the free coaching. That's really, yeah, yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense because- you know, we've all bought courses. I've bought courses that I wasn't ready to take. I just bought them because I was like, okay, I need that deal. Maybe I'll do it in a month. I bought a junior Kutcher, you know, um, list building course. Yep. It was $500. And, you know, I went through 75% of it, didn't finish it. Cause I got enough traction and I was like, okay, I'm, I don't have time to finish this right now. So we've all had, you know, we've all had experiences like that ourselves. But when you are the course creator and you are doing that process with someone live on a call and they're in a spot like that where they don't have the time to really log in or something came up or they're pregnant and they're sick or whatever, you know, it's like as the course creator, it can be, especially if you're someone that's kind of like a group oriented person, it can be demotivating, make you think people don't like your stuff. It can make you think. Nobody's nobody's engaged. Nobody wants this, and that's not really the case. It's just that live is really hard for a lot of people to make happen. It's yeah, you know, I mean, it's hard for us to show up to small group every week or to church every week or whatever that is. And so, of course, that's going to be kind of lowest on the list of priorities. And you're given Wednesday when you've got kids screaming or dinner that you didn't make or whatever it is. Like that's just a hard thing to make happen. So. I won't say it doesn't work for anyone because there's people that it works for, but I think that the self-study model is, is really just a much easier model to make work for most people, yeah. you know, yeah. especially for our audience of moms. Like the, yes. I think that audience, you know, the live webinar deal, it's like in the middle of the day, you know, I, I sign up for those all the time, like 11 or 1 PM webinars. I barely ever go barely uh-huh. ever, you know, yeah. once in a while I'll watch a replay if I really, really want to know, but very rarely, maybe 10% yeah. of the time. And so it's just like, that is not the model that I want. I want when I finally have time and I'm sitting down with my coffee and my kids are at preschool, that's when I want to dive in. And so yeah, if it isn't all available for me right then in my most ideal scenario, it probably isn't going to happen. <laughs> you know. So yes. I think yes. it's just like knowing ourselves and then letting that inform the products that we create and how we serve our audience is really important.
1: And when you have a platform, you can then automate even the sales process too, Haley. Like I use Ever Webinar. It's it seems live. People mm-hmm. are having that live vibe, but it's all pre-recorded mm-hmm. and they can do it on their own time. They can take it right now. They can wait till next week to take the webinar. And so you can even automate your sales process. The only thing I'm doing is the sales call, which is at the end. They've already yeah. done the webinar. They've listened to the podcast episode mm-hmm. where I sell the the idea of starting a podcast. They've Mm -hmm. taken my free quiz. They've gone through the email sequence and they have a question. Well, guess what? Those people are this close to buying. And so nine times out of 10, they buy Mm -hmm. with me on the phone. And so you're automating everything. And for those of you that are like, Ooh, creating a course, like this is crazy. How maybe there's a course already out there that Mm -hmm. you can be an affiliate
0: for. Right. Mm -hmm. So for example, there's lots of them. Right.
1: Yeah. Like Haley's course. Maybe if I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm not, I'm not an expert in that. I'm going to sign up for her course and then I'm going to market it on my show. Mm -hmm. And Haley's going to pay me 30% every time somebody buys Mm -hmm. or Haley would go, Ooh, I don't do podcasting, but I'm going to, I'm going to use Stephanie's course. And send you there. And Stephanie's Mm going to pay me X amount of commission. So you can also do that, which is basically full profit margin. You're not really doing much, but mentioning someone else's
0: stuff. So that's another idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's great. So
1: there's so many ways you guys can create almost 100 passive income, but the number one for me is courses. And I used to work with clients and it was, I mean, they would buy, let's say a $2,000 coaching package, right? Mm -hmm. And we'd meet whatever, five weeks or something once a week even that Haley was so, and I love, I love my clients. Okay. But yeah. sometimes they'd show up and they hadn't even done the work. I'm like, you are paying mm-hmm. a premium.
0: Yeah. A it's because because people want to pay the price because they think that if they pay it, that It'll somehow happen. that means that the work is getting done. But when it's coaching, it requires, you know, it requires your full commitment and engagement really. Um, you, you aren't outsourcing to a service provider, right? So it's yeah. like, You're not hiring someone to do the work. You're just hiring someone to tell you what What to do. Yeah. So it's. So the beauty of that though, was
1: that I started to see I'm getting hired for the same thing. How do I start a podcast? How do I start a podcast? How do I start? Or how do I sell and market blank? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, why am I getting, I'm getting the same question. Right. Okay. If I can solve a problem and record it. Yeah. Scale. And scale. Before you ever take something new on, think about, is this scalable? Mm-hmm. Is this something that I don't have to show up for? and if it's something you have to show up for, you should be able to charge four times, right?
0: And yeah, in getting out of that trading hours for dollars, which is where most moms who are working from home or doing their you know doing some part- time thing or forty dollars an hour or whatever they're doing, that's what they're doing. They're trading their time for money. right And the dream is that you don't have to do that that you can maximize your time by scaling a product. And of yep. course, is a product, it's an information product. You mentioned phone sales and yeah. I bet a lot of people were like, wait, what? Why do I have to get on the phone with people? Yeah. Shouldn't I just be able to sell online? But phone conversion rates are, I think, 30% and email or online is like 2%. Yep. So that's why you yep. get on the phone, right? Could you talk about like why you started doing that and how you saw the difference in, in your conversions? This is insanity, you guys. So I actually just started
1: this. Within the last 30 days. Oh, because, okay. Again, I'm hiding behind the computer. Well, the way that I started to see it was I started to do voice texting and we're back and forth, right? And so, and don't think of it like, oh, Stephanie's. it's a hard sell. No, no, no. It's like, hey, Haley, what's up, girl? I, you know, did you have any questions about the course or tell me mm-hmm. about you? Like, what is your passion? And let me help you figure out what your podcast would be about. Right. Mm -hmm. So then Haley's voice texts me back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm a mama. I'm passionate about blank, 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 but I just don't know, like, what would I talk about? So then I'm back with her and I'm like, okay, I'm doing this over Instagram Mm -hmm. and it's working. And I'm like, why am I not just getting them on the phone for 15 Mm -hmm. quick minutes? And so I set up through Calendly an event type, which is just chat with Steph it's everything's so casual. Don't make it all weird. Okay. Business discussion. Like no chat with Steph. Right. And mm-hmm. they can pick 15 minute slots back to back. So like, if I want to wake up an hour early and take four sales calls, that could be $4,000 you guys, right. Mm-hmm. Four mm-hmm. courses right there. I'm pushing them. Most people, fit into one of my courses because I have six. So I have an option for almost everything they need. It took two years to get there. So you're going to have one initially, but think about the number one problem that your human being has. Okay. So they're hopping on the phone. Like this morning, I had two calls. One girl gets on and she tells me, you know, she's so, she's actually a VA and she does copywriting for her clients. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I want to start a podcast, but what would it be about? I love online marketing. It lights me up. I have kids. Um, I love to Google stuff and figure it out Mm -hmm. and blah, 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 blah. And so I'm sitting there with her. I'm like, girlfriend, start a podcast. And you have three areas that you chat about, right? One is online marketing. The second one would be like automation and and development. Mm -hmm. And then the third one might be, you know, female empowerment or success stories. So you can't talk to the VA because she's not your client, right? Mm-hmm. So why don't you do a 50, 50 interview where every other, in every other episode, you get someone like me on to come on and teach something. Cause who am I? I'm your ideal customer. You want to work for mm-hmm. me, right? Right. You want to copyright for me, go and find a mindset coach. She's going to come on and teach, go and find blah, 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 blah. And she's like, oh my gosh. And I said, and you can monetize, create a mini course, how to become a copywriter or Mm -hmm. how to start as a VA two hour mini course, $47 to start. Right. Yeah. And she's like done, bought the course right there. Yeah. It's what's casual, but solve a problem for them on the Mm -hmm. phone, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: solve their problem first. If they don't hire you, you still helped them. And that's amazing. She could have said, I'm going to go buy, I'm going to go start my own. And I said, great girl. Right.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. That's really cool. I had a similar experience with someone on the phone and my course when I launched was a thousand dollars, Yeah, but that it was drip and it was eight weeks and every single week we're on the call. And I had a girl, you know, I, the the course that I bought taught selling through Instagram. So finding your ideal client through Instagram, DMing them, getting them on on the phone, selling and it worked. It it really did work. But I had a girl that, you know, I found through that process and was chatting with her on the phone. And I didn't feel like she was necessarily the best fit, but she needed the information that I had and she wanted to learn from me. So she ended up buying the course. The funny thing was she did not show up. Well, she showed up to one call out of eight, one call. I don't think she did any of the work. I don't think she engaged with the material. Maybe she did. Maybe it wasn't a good time. Maybe something personal happened. I have no idea, but it's crazy. I guess my point is the power of selling on the phone, the power of, you know, and and I wouldn't have told her to buy it. If I thought I can't help you at all. I knew I could help her. I just didn't know that she wasn't going to end up being engaged, you know? So it was amazing to see that as proof of proof of concept, proof of, if you can talk with someone and you have built trust and I had my platform, she had been following me and she had seen my posts and she had seen me talking about my experience as an option and how I had grown this business and then sold it. And, you know, in seven years and all of that, all of those things, you know, just really had built that trust the phone was what we needed to to close it. So I think, yeah, you know, I think that's just an important thing for for us to, you know, we're so used to being behind a screen. Like you said, hiding behind the screen. And I was reading something the the other day from it was actually in my an email that I got from some someone that I follow. And he was talking about how often we are actually looking for a reason not to sell to someone. We are yes. looking for the out. We are honestly like hoping that they're not the right fit or hoping that they're going to say no so that we can just stop. We can just like, okay, okay. I'll leave you alone. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not going to tell you instead of if they say, you know, oh, that's, that's expensive for me or that doesn't feel, I I don't know if I can afford that. Like finding, well, that's the only reason you would say that is because you don't believe it would work you yeah. know? And so what is the point of disbelief and can you work them through that? And so yeah. I think that's where a lot of us are is like just the, the lack of self-confidence to actually know that, like to believe in what we are capable of doing for people yeah. and, and that we're, you know, we're all trying to kind of get out of selling or get out of telling people why we can help them. Yeah. And here's the
1: thing. If you created the course, you've done it right. Like you didn't yeah. create it. Cause you're like, I think I know this topic. You no. created it because you know. Right. So you've got you've to take your own power back and say, if this course can can expedite somebody's process yeah. and teach them how to sell through Instagram in three months when it took me four years of learning, mm-hmm. I you have to believe in your course and know that if somebody goes through it, and if they don't go through it, that's not on you. Mm-hmm. If somebody goes in and goes through your course, that their process is going to be faster, better, more seamless, make more profit, mm-hmm. you better step up and push them and say, Mm -hmm. you need this course. Like it's time that we stop being scared of sales because if we can impact someone's life with our product, Mm -hmm. you're almost doing them a disservice when you don't sell it to them, you know?
0: Yeah. And sales really, when you break it down is just believing that what you have works, believing yes. that it will work for someone. And now if you, if you actually don't believe that, then you have a different problem. You have a totally different wow. problem and you need to go back to the drawing board of, well, why don't you believe it? Well, it's not good enough. Okay. What can you do to make it better? Yeah. Um, and the course that I took that I bought that taught me how to build a course was it was decide, she said, decide what you want to sell your course for and build that course. So uh, like, yeah. Yeah. Don't be like, you know, well, I can only charge this much because this is how big it is. If it's not worth a thousand dollars, make it worth a thousand dollars, put more content, put more time with you, put more, whatever it needs to be. Yep. Yep. Um, and of course, if you don't want that kind of a situation or dynamic, then, you know, then you need to recognize that it'll be less. Yeah. But, you know, I thought that was really smart. It was like, build the course at the, at the price that you want to sell it for, um,
1: Yeah, I did that that
0: too, you know?
1: Yeah. And I did that too. Cause we had mentioned the girls all said $500. Yeah. And so I, I figured out what would this equal? And then I over delivered. Yes. Yes. And then the other thing was there was a time where all I had were 500 plus courses and I'm like, Ooh, I'm missing a market. Yeah. So that I came up with a a few mini courses that were 67. And And
0: those are, those are the easy yes products that get people into your list that start building the trust. And those are really key as, as far as a strategy as well.
1: And I forgot to tell you guys. So when I was just selling through email, roughly 2%, right? Roughly 2% sales on the phone. Nine in the last 30 days, 90% conversion, That's 90 crazy. from fit. No one's been on with me longer than 15 minutes either. Cause I have boundaries and I'm like, we have 15 minutes. Let's go girl. Mm-hmm. It, crazy. So mm-hmm. if you have a product, build your platform while you're building your platform, build your product. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then when people show interest, get them on the phone and solve a problem and then lead them into your course. That's
0: it. That's it. That's it. That's the whole thing. Would you also say, don't go into a cave for a year, isolated? And make a course that you think someone's going to love because it's just so amazing. And you go into this isolated, like, you know, place where you're not, well, I can't put anything out there yet because it's not done. I don't have the logo. I don't have the perfect, you know, no, you need to be, you need to be talking about it now, somehow identifying that what you are doing is actually what people want. And so beta testing, you can do a beta group. You can do a beta course and we're not, we probably don't have time to get into that today, but you, I'm sure you've talked about that on your podcast. Yeah. You can do smaller versions to proof of concept, to d- develop proof that there are people who want to take your course. And that's what I did. I sold my course at 150 before I knew what I was going to ultimately charge. I got a group of six or seven women in there to do it for eight weeks at a very low price point to just get me, you know, kind of my feet wet. And it was amazing. It was actually arguably better than my ultimate full price course because, People were excited. They were ready and rearing to go, and it was. It felt like they were on the cutting edge of something, and they were kind of like getting in before it became a full blown, you know, packaged course. So,
1: exactly. And I did that too. I did half price for six women, and they went through. They gave me video reviews, testimonies, full yeah. feedback, what needed to be fixed. They found some errors, like a link that didn't work. Right. This and that. Right. And let me tell you what. Okay, my first course. Ha. <laughs> Like it was on my own website in just a page and you had to like yeah. find the yes, video. Mine you didn't, too.
0: Mine too. you yeah. didn't know
1: where you left off, but guess yeah. what? It still, I didn't And I was able yes. to, the next one was better. And the next one was better. And this last one was like stellar. And I've been able to grow and scale and make them better. And now I can go back to that first one and up it.
0: Mm-hmm. And so. Get it just out there. start just start just
1: do it it's not going it will never be perfect your first and course could have
0: no that. content and just be a live chat every week and that's what a yes. lot of people do they just they okay we're going to talk about this for 8 weeks and I'm going to develop content as we go that's actually what I did my my people didn't even know that and that's what the girl who I bought her course Danielle Leslie that's what she did as well she developed the content as she went every week and from there, she built the course. I mean, it doesn't, it's not rocket science, but yeah. we, we, we need to stop looking at other people who are like million dollar, you know, the Jenna Kutcher's or, you know, whoever of the world and going, well, if it's not like that, then I shouldn't do it. No, that's a yeah. terrible yeah. excuse. No. You have something different than Jenna has. You cannot compare yourself. That's a huge waste of time. You just got to do yeah. what is, what is yours to do. And it's not to yeah. be Jenna Kutcher. Like you, you can, can stop only compare yourself
1: that. against yourself.
0: Yeah. I teach
1: that over and over again. I'm like, I can't look at Haley and say, oh, but Haley did this Mm -hmm. better than me. I have to say it was Stephanie's course a little bit better than the last one. And then how can I now go backward and fix this back? You know, Mm -hmm. because these are all passive income products for me. And so it's worth your time to go back. And I think something that just popped in my head that I want to definitely say, where do you spend your time? So you don't spend your time, time for money. You're actually spending your time somewhere that returns you nothing it's building the platform, right? Mm -hmm. It's showing up on the podcast or the video. Mm -hmm. That's where you're spending all this time and you're going to create the thing and just create the thing. Okay. That's the time initially, because in a couple of months when you're done with the course or you're done with the book, now all you're doing is showing up on your platform and talking about your thing. Right. So
0: you got to do that. You got to actually talk about it, which gets back to sales. Like you got (laughs) to believe in what you created or you're going to find yourself not doing it. So yeah. Oh man, there's so much good stuff here. I feel like we could have a whole nother episode on a million other topics, but I love it. Let's do it. So where can people find you, connect with you and learn more, especially about the podcast course? Cause I I know I have listeners who have messaged me and been like, how do I start a podcast?
1: Yes. So you guys can find everything on stephaniegass.com and that's Stephanie with an F and G-A-S-S. And come say what up on Instagram. My handle is at Stephanie Gas. And then Haley actually has a special link for you guys. It's got a special bundle offer just for her listeners Mm -hmm. where you can grab the podcast course and you get my Instagram success formula course for only a dollar, but it's really limited time. So you got to go to Haley's show notes and grab her special link for that. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast, because look what it's done for us, right? Like it's such a great platform.
0: Yeah, and just like those network marketers say, it's not too late. <laughs> it's
1: yeah. not too late. Damn it, damn it, damn
0: it. You're not too late. No.
1: You're in the beginning of the wave, really. That's
0: true. Yeah. It's still although if you're in it, it feels like oh, everyone has podcasts, but really that's not true. I mean, there's so many people who are there it's it's not a very um saturated market yet. No. And audio is exploding. Like people yes. want to consume
1: information audibly yes, they're driving and listening and they're cooking and they're listening. They're not watching videos and reading blogs. I'm sorry. It's not, it's not what's happening right now. No, no, So Audio is what's up.
0: I know. And I, I love audio. So I, I know not everyone can learn that way, but I definitely am. And definitely an audio, audible learner. Same. Okay. As I just really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and Telling us your story. I think a lot of people are going to relate and hopefully be motivated to develop their own products and start making some of that passive income.
1: (laughs) Yeah, girls, let's do it. Thank you, Haley. All right. Thanks, Stephanie.
0: All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode next week. I am going to be airing an episode that I am just so excited about. I can't even wait to air it until at all of the other ones that I've recorded have aired, I have to share it with you now. And that's because it is on a topic that is really just unavoidable for us as Christian women who are alive today in 2019, and that is the topic of social justice. Um, If you don't really know what social justice is, you're going to find out on the episode. I'm sure a lot of you have heard that term, understand some of what it entails, or some of what you hear that people are saying it entails. But I'm going to chat with the hosts of Just Thinking, Daryl Harrison and Virgil Walker. Next week Right here on Kindled, and we're going to talk about what it means, what it is, what how Christians should respond, and how we can actually engage the culture, our friends, our communities, our small groups, our churches, the believers and the non-believers that we know on this incredibly large topic that covers really a multitude of issues and societal concerns. So be sure and come back next week to Kindled for that episode on social justice. I Hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week and be sure and find me on Instagram, connect with me online, or subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done that yet to make sure that you get it delivered in your podcast app every single week. All right, have a great week guys.